When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it the freak flag. Feel good. Fake it till you make it. Ric Flair. Woo! Football 512 Coke Fest Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into. We're here for a good time, but not a long time. We're off early for Texas baseball at 545. Speaking of baseball, we'll talk plenty of it. Opening day yesterday, we'll get into some of the storylines. We'll talk about the Astros. Go Strolls! Even though they took the L. We'll talk about the Rangers. Man, a big win for the Rangers. Also, we'll get to some of the other uh, big storylines from Major League Baseball. Uh, some Cowboys news notes and nuggets. Uh, Dane Brugler, he is on the Bijan Robinson train now officially when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get into that. Also, Texas Spring Football Nuggets coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock. Texas Baseball Conversation. They're on the road versus Oklahoma State. Big matchup of ranked teams too. We'll get into that with my man Hardball coming up. And also, NFL News Notes and Nuggets, top of the 5 o'clock uh, as it relates to the Pro Days. Also, some moves with the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy having a serious conversation with one Dak Prescott. All of and more before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres to chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin' ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? What to do, what to do. It is a Friday, and I love the freak flag. Fake it till you make mm-hmm. it feel good. Woo! That's Rick right. Flair, because WrestleMania is right around oh, the corner as well. That's right. Shout out to my man, Pat. Patrick Davis, who always got them boots and all that wrestling uh, stuff in his office, and I appreciate Mm -mm. that. But let's talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car-carrying member of DBU. 
legendary lifetime Longhorn and Canal College Football Hall of Fame Longhorn. Sure. Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro, as always. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? How you doing? Doing good, man. It's Friday. It is Friday. Impossible not to be in a bad mood on Friday. And actually, we get off early. Um, yep, and yep, uh, yep. actually, you know, I'm a little sad about getting off early. I like spending time with the listeners. You guys are the heartbeat and the pulse of this day. So please hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Hope you're having a great Friday as well. You can also do that via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in Twitterverse. Harch is at Hardball Harch in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis, he's at It's Patrick Davis. Uh, real quick, since I started out with the, uh, the Coke Fest Part of the Friday opening as well. Make it known, man. It is official. Uh, the 2023 lineup has been announced for Coke Fest. Uh, so it's done deal Friday. Oh, let me get you details first. It is August 4th and 5th. All right. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to, tickets are going to go on sale on uh, Monday and just visit CokeFest.com um, and you can go get tickets there and find out more information. But August 4th, they're going to have Whiskey Myers. That's going to be Friday, August 4th. Whiskey Myers, uh, Sammy Kershaw, William Clark Green, uh, Caitlin Butts, and the Weathered Souls. Uh, Saturday, August 5th, it's going to be John Party, uh, Riley Green, Colby Cooper, Kevin Fowler. There you go. Shout out. You uh, go. Treaty Oak Revival, uh, Jacob Stelly, and Juliana Rankin. That's going to be your Saturday lineup. So a Coke Fest lineup has been announced. Of course, the ARN family, really excited about that. I hope you're excited about it, too. So get over to CokeFest.com and get some more details on that as well. Uh, Speaking of, since we're giving out, uh, making announcements here on a Friday, we don't usually do it. Uh, You can go check out HornFM.com because the city of Butte is having a birthday. So you can go uh, having you can go partake in their birthday celebration. Uh, the horn's going to be out there. Coke's going to be out there. It's going to be at the Buda Amphitheater uh, in City Park Saturday, starting at three p.m. Uh, they got a carnival all day all day long. Birthday cake. I think it's BYB there too, so you can enjoy that. Live music starting at five forty-five with Uncle Lucius headlining at seven thirty p.m. So that's Saturday for Buda's birthday celebration. Go to hornfm.com for more details. All right, there you go. We never <laughs> get that out the way early, but at least we did it this time. Everybody excited about Coke Fest. All right, gentlemen. Uh, also, everybody. Excited Excited about opening day. No doubt. Uh, well, I guess Astros fans, Ghost Rolls, uh, didn't work <laughs> out the way Astros fans uh, would have thought. Uh, Astros end up taking the L on opening day. Uh, and actually, in that division, the Angels and the Astros there you go. take the L in that division. There you go. Um, you got Okay, so we'll get into it. I want to think the pitch clock is probably the big topic of yep, conversation. Yep, yep. Um, and I think we'll, we'll get into that because I did some research, kind of some deep dive rabbit holing uh, mm-hmm. about the pitch clock. So we'll get into it. Uh, but first, start with the Rangers because you got a chance to get to know this Ranger squad. I did. Uh, because you went to some spring training. Yep, uh, got I a did. chance to get to know these guys a little up close and personal. So we'll get to the Astros, of course. Uh, but I want to start with the Rangers. 11-7 win over the Phillies. They were down five initially in this game, down, uh, I believe in the fourth inning. If it, yes. if it was top of yes. the fourth inning, yes. uh, they end up scoring nine runs in the fourth inning uh, to really blow the game wide open, and then they end up winning 11-7. to You and I was, Chipper Jones as well, you had him on for your harsh knock life earlier this week, the Hall of Famer uh, and a good friend of yours, and you guys both agreed Rangers going to surprise some people. 
Is this part of the surprise that you were talking about? Yeah, because a lot of people had already written them off. They were <laughs> they were mad at them. They were like, oh, here we go. Same old Rangers. This is the same thing I expected. And then all of a sudden they win the game and everybody's quiet. And, you know, I don't hear anything on the Specs text line. But the funny thing about it is, and this is something that you and I talk a lot about behind the scenes when it comes to baseball, you have so many opportunities. You have a lot of chances, whether you get it wrong early and figure it out late or you get excited about what you do early and then fade late. It all goes out because there's 162 of these opportunities um, that you get during the year. It's a long season. So it's a very long yeah. season. It's like all of a sudden people are up, you know, they were like, oh, it's the same old Rangers. But ain't nobody saying anything about the Astros, you know. And now all of a sudden, the Astros, the Strohs get an L on the first day, but nobody's panicking. You know why? Because they have the track record. So I I can understand where people are looking at the Rangers and saying, oh, it's the same Rangers. It's a little bit different. Jacob DeGrom actually has some run support now. So every game that he pitched for the Mets, it was he was losing those types of games. He couldn't mm-hmm. give up five runs. Yeah, he had a Shohei Otani type of night, right? Where Shohei goes out and pitches well, but he loses the game two to one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there were those many games that he was facing. That's the beautiful thing about baseball. I know that people are like, oh, this game is boring. It takes forever. It does all these things. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the numbers a little bit later. Mm-hmm, but you sit there and you look at it and you say. Oh, man, look at this team. They have a lot of firepower, and I've said that from the very beginning. That offense for the Texas Rangers is going to be very, very good because there's a lot of uh, players that have talent. They have a lot of players that have faced these types of situations. And then they brought up some young, ambitious players. There's Mm -hmm. only one rookie playing in that lineup, and that's Josh Young. You know what I'm saying? So point. this team has been around for a while, and right now they're in first place. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's <laughs> talking, talking about it. I'm like, hey, they're in first place. Uh, you know, but that's a I, it, it is true. <laughs> it is true. Hey, look, just let it play out. It's a long season. We'll be okay. The Rangers will be okay. Astros are going to be okay. The only team that you could possibly say will not be okay is the Angels. I mean, they keep doing the same thing. Shohei goes out there and pitches great. They can't score a run. That's amazing. He struck out 10. Yes. Struck out 10. How, yeah, it's a great stat about Shohei. Yeah. Struck out 10, allowed zero runs uh, during his time on the mound. Yes. Um, but it wasn't enough. So of the 25 previous times that a Major League Baseball pitcher on opening day struck out 10-plus hitters and allowed zero runs, that pitcher's record previously was 25-0. and 0. Yeah. They lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he got a no decision. So he was good. Yeah, that's good. So that's he's good. good. Yeah, so but he's they, good. How do you, but, but getting back to the, yeah. the great mystery of how do you have the two best players uh, arguably on the planet uh, yeah. in regards to baseball and yet still the Angels just can't really figure it out. Uh, so, yeah, the Rangers, I thought that was an exciting way uh, for them to open up the season. And, yes, maybe they are the surprise team of Major League Baseball this year. It could be possible. The Astros, uh, they came up short uh, versus the White Sox. And really, it was just Dylan Cease. Yep. And he had a, a – that was the best performance. Nasty. So, I, yeah, the stats I gave yesterday that he had basically – I think his ERA was a 6.2-something yeah. ERA yeah. Uh, in his previous four starts versus the Astros. Well, um, I think he obviously wanted to uh, – he wanted to change the narrative <laughs> yeah. uh, that I had put out there uh, about Dylan Cease and his record with the Astros. Uh, he was phenomenal. He allowed two hits 
and a run with 10 strikeouts over a little over six over innings pitch in his opening day start against the Astros. He was phenomenal. And the Astros, they just couldn't get a hit, first, especially the bottom of that lineup. Yeah, they couldn't. I, I mean, really, also, Ryan Presley didn't look like he was ready to play. And, I mean, it's unfortunate because it's one of those things, the World Baseball Classic, that I don't think he was – like he's already he should be more ready to play, but I think it was just he's he's a little bit off. He looked mm-hmm. like he was off. He was he was flailing his arm around a whole lot after basically every pitch he threw. He was off and he didn't pitch very well. Yeah. Uh so that's unfortunate. You prefer if he's hurt, they'd just be like, Hey man, just be hurt. That's fine. Like yep. it's beginning of the yep. season. Especially at the start of the season. I, I think I think this may be something where he really doesn't want to say I got hurt in the World Baseball Classic because that already gets enough bad enough rap of players getting hurt and Altuve got hurt. So I don't think he wants to go, oh, I pulled something in my arm during it because we ramped up too quick and I wasn't ready. I didn't ramp up right. So I, I think it maybe we'll see like a few games in. He'll be like, oh, I heard it on the mound today. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just, but he did not look like the Ryan Presley we saw last year. The, the bullpen He wasn't good. used a lot in the World Baseball Classic. He, he wasn't. He yeah, wasn't. So that's can, a lot of like throwing off like just their offseason like schedule, yeah. the regimen. Yeah. Exactly. Baseball players. And, are, and yeah. so it, it's something that I think he'll be fine down the road. But you're lucky you have a good enough bullpen. You should be able to get through there. The rest of the team played really well. Uh, Valdez has a pretty had a pretty good outing as well. Uh, out, uh, uh, Jordan gets the home run there at the end mm-hmm. to to pull it in a little bit closer. So I, I, overall, it wasn't that bad. That was just disappointing because it was such a good game till it gets there, and then there was somebody who was pitching. Who you're like, I don't think you're 100 percent to be out there right now, and that's when the game swayed. But at the same point, it's one game out of 162. So it's not worth jumping off a bridge about. But it was yeah. disappointing, but, it, it, you know, you can come out and win the rest of the series because you're not going to be pitching, you're not going to be hitting against Dylan Cease the rest of this weekend. One thing that wasn't it's disappointing was uh, Megan the Stallion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Going out there and throwing. You know, she, she might have been a little bit outside on that pitch, but let me tell you, her time on the mound was well worth it. I don't think anybody was watching that pitch. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pitch at all. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, Megan the Stallion. Uh, no, she was. She was. She was very impressive. Yeah, uh, very impressive. I think we're all fans now. No, for Her sure. fan base has now grown exponentially after yeah. watching it. The all white also works very well too. <laughs> Something about the all white on white. It's always worked. Uh, but I, what I will say is the Mark Wahlberg thing came back to bite him. I think that was a jinx. Bad move. Bringing in some East Coast guy exactly to throw out to Boston to, no, Red Sox fan. Yes, after she throws out the first pitch and everybody's hyped because she's H Town personified. It's yeah. great, oh. and then you have this guy Mark Wahlberg. Nothing against Marky Mark. I know he hates people who call him that. Um, no, he's Marky Mark he, after <laughs> last night. <laughs> exactly after last um, night, he is Marky he, he, Mark. That was bad mojo. They should have got a true. Uh, at least a Texan, but a true Houstonian, all right, to mark that occasion and to say play ball, but though they got Alex Bregman's business partner in their tequila-infused mm-hmm. salsa, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but still, that, I think, was the bad mojo. That's what got That's him. very fair. And remember, they, they, had a, they, they, were, they were tied for the Major League Baseball record yep. for the most opening day wins uh, since they joined the AL. No with doubt. With 10 straight. With 10 straight. And Marky Mark. 
There he is. That's right. Call him by his name, Marky Mark That's and the happened. Funky Bunch. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what, what it was. That's what it was. I'm blaming it on him. Yeah, no so. doubt. Uh, yeah, but that's really, I'm not going with the injuries or anything. I'm blaming it on Marky Mark. I think that was just <laughs> exactly. bad mojo uh, for the Astros. Oh, some, oh, thank you, Texter. Ooh. Refreshing our memory with uh, Megan the Stallion. Yeah, for some reason, I don't, uh, did Megan the Stallion, was she not known, um, was she not known in terms of the sports fans? Did they not know Not a lot Megan of people didn't know her. Okay. You know that. You know, we, well, we do. Yes, yeah, so, I guess not because Chan says he's Googling now. Okay, yeah, well, I guess yeah. people did. So I, now the sports world's going crazy. I'm like, well, she is impressive, but we've been seeing well, Megan Estelle right, for like five for years right, What's now. the average age of a baseball fans? 55. 50, so, like 57. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so how many 57-year-olds think you know who Megan Drake is? Yeah. That is true. That's a I good think point. that is where our main problem is, that is, is that there was a point. bunch of guys sitting there like, Oh, wait a minute. Wait till I get home. Well, now they do. And now they're, yeah. they're going to be Googling her on Internet Explorer. <laughs> they're going to be asking Jeeves on Internet Explorer. They're like, asking Jeeves. They're going to be like, does she have an OnlyFans? It's an I AOL account. It's an yeah. AOL. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. That's a great point. Great point. So maybe the base, this is why the baseball world was uh, electrified when uh, Megan Thee Stallion took them out. No, no, no. She's, she is a... Uh, She's she's damn fine. She's so H Town. I know that my group text, most of my boys live no, in H Town. Uh, That's all they were talking about. They didn't care that the Astros lost. They was like, Man, she really rocked that white on white. She won the day. Yes, she did. She won the day. The Astros lost, but Megan the Stallion won the day. Man, so did good she for her. ever. No, she really did. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, this uh, CD said them jeans, <laughs> jeans she was wearing with a tight pair of jeans. Yeah, they essentially were like painted on. Oh yeah. And how do we know they? When work? you got a physique like that, Heller. you can do wear whatever you want to wear. Heller. Nobody's gonna complain about that. Uh, nope. Not who, gave at all. The, who gave her the hug? The uh, the suspect hug. Which one of the Astros gave her the suspect oh, I can't hug? Who was, oh, it was. Uh, he's got it the was, gloves. It was uh, what you call it? He's got it his was, hand. He's got his the six footer. The seven. I mean the six five. Uh, Hensley. It was Hensley. Hensley. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think it was Hensley. Oh, he made sure he was the one to receive that. I'm surprised the, Dusty Baker didn't go out there. <laughs> was he the only one to hug her? How many hugs did she get? No, that well, was it. He was he the was one. She only gave what? Okay. Well, he was the catcher. I know, but I'm just saying, I would have went in for it. <laughs> I would have went in for it. I would have got to be a line waiting there yeah. like, hey, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wanted to go in for a hug. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Some people are now questioning his uh, technique. Go no, the hook. No, yeah. A lot of people. Like, Wait, say he went low, internet. low. He went low, low. He had with his the glove. glove on. The glove weighed his hand the, down. Yeah, man, you have you what? ever had one of those in a long oh, time? Oh, really? The glove weighed I his got hand one down in the car. So it, it, was like, it hey, had man. to rest on the bro. It, it had to rest on the apple bottom. He wasn't trying to go there. Have you seen that thing? It takes a lot. It takes up a lot of space. I mean, he had he, a gravitational pull. Was he was he trying to hug her around the top of her head? I mean, he could get up there. These days, yeah, that's the hug you got to do. That is true. It would have been a side. Hug. In the, it in was the, a side yeah, hug. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the post me two era, you got to know you hug, waist out, yep. all right, genitals out, and then you chest in, let that kind of My man said, I'm fi- he said, I'm 54 uh-huh. and I understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even women were impressed oh, by that. Yeah. This was something that's not just for men. Oh, if, yeah. if you're a woman and you weren't impressed by that, I'm mad at you too. Like, I'm, I'm, was, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in that. Even my, my wife was like, damn. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot girl. That's why they call her a stallion. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why the they call point. her the Stallion, <clears throat> yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, quite impressive. Yes, yes, it was. And did the, did the Astros win? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two camps? <laughs> After that, I don't think anybody was like, we got 160-something games. Let's it's all it, right. Let's put it like this. Let Megan Thee Stallion win today. Dusty Baker took out his toothpick. You know what I'm talking about? He was like. No, he didn't take it out. It dropped out of his mouth. <laughs> exactly. There it is. Ding, ding. <laughs> when his mouth was left That's wide right. He open. was like, wait a minute. And he wasn't the only one. Yeah. Oh, man. That Probably gave it. her a bottle of wine. You know how <laughs> Dusty do? He got a wine business. That dude is that letting him know. That was a great day. Whoever her publicist is, that was that was brilliant. Oh, because she got a whole new fan base now. Look at the text says, "Come on now, man." I'm 54. I says, "Yeah, she got a whole new fan base." Yeah. Chan is looking it up. He's like, "Wow!" I mean, <laughs> now you got fans everywhere. Like, yeah. man, this is she was phenomenal. Yes, and you should listen to her actually uh, rap. She actually is a good rapper too. It's for the hot girl summer. No, you she is. Like, she actually is one of my favorite female rappers as yeah. well. I say one of my favorite rappers. I'll just drop the female thing. Yeah, thank you. Boom. She can bring it. She can, she can bring she it. She brought it. All right, now I'm distracted. I yeah, had a plan. Hey, I'm going to go back and look at this. Let me say. Oh, come got. on. Yeah. Don't be sending out the spec sex on. No, I that's got great. a job to do here. Well, I mean, one of I our jobs job is to, to do. Our, we always ask them to hit that? us up on the spec sex line. I cannot focus with that. I can't. I'm going to take it one more time. No, I cannot. Why? You enlarge it? Yeah, I'm going to enlarge it I can't focus with that on the screen. I hey, really can't. Hey. Wow. Hello. That's amazing. Where'd you yeah. get that picture? I How you do that? that <laughs> Google <laughs> Images. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Come on, man. How okay. you do that? There? How I'm going to get back to focusing on the baseball? I want to talk about the game duration. Somebody else text us on the Specs text line so we can change this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's just hard. Hard can change it with most of Okay. So I want to get this. I did a little deep diving. Oh, yep. we got to get to this, that marriage proposal, too. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorites. Okay, let's get to that. We okay, might say this later. The marriage proposal thing, right? Outstanding. Okay, okay so uh, I'm sure by now everybody has seen this marriage. Patrick, have you seen this marriage proposal yes. going wrong? Um, and apparently it, it didn't go wrong. I was expecting to apparently say it did she, not go wrong. Yeah, apparently she she put up they put up a picture later, so she accepted the proposal. Okay, but this guy. They didn't show up his internal uh, bleeding on his page. (laughs) This jabroni goes out, right? He he ran onto the field at Dodger Stadium to propose. And then I would say how many seconds? What would we say? About two, three seconds he's on the knee? I don't even know if he's on the knee that long. Maybe about two seconds he's on the knee before the security guy comes. And I mean... I mean, this is a hit that probably in the NFL might get you flagged. I mean, he just laid it out. Just laid him out. Just way late to Right, beat. right. I mean, he, he definitely took out some frustration on this guy. Didn't seem like he had to hit him that hard. Like he could have just took him down. The guy the, wasn't moving. The guy wasn't moving. Like, normally that's a, you're trying to get a moving target, and you got to be moving, so you got to take him down. This guy could have easily walked up behind him, handcuffed him, and walked him out, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. He seemed like he would have been more than willing but, oh, to comply. That dude was waiting for that day to come. <laughs> He was. That was, a, that was a great point. He what had was a that, was the old uh, original Kings of Comedy? Some people, uh, white I wish people, a, I white, wish people mofo would. white people want, hope things don't go wrong. Yeah. Like, I wish, wish. I wish. Uh, that guy was wishing. He yeah. did, man. I, I felt bad. He, sh- he didn't have to tackle him like that. Of course, yeah, you, you take, I mean, you take the risk when you go out there like that. Okay, let me, let me, take let, me the risk. let me kind of explain this situation to you. I have a son that is part of a security team. Okay. I sent him the video, and his exact words to me were, hell yeah, I wish somebody would so I could be a part of that. When the Austin FC had their streaker on the field, my son was the one that ran out there and destroyed 
him. Do we have video of that? Oh, yeah. I got video Can of I that. Can I see that video? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, got you. I want that. I got you on that video. That's yes. fantastic. So when I oh. sent that to him this morning, I said, hey, oh. what would you have done? He said, I'm glad that dude did that because that is what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I'm waiting for another chance to get somebody like that. Yeah, I think he was a defenseless receiver, though, man. I think it's flag on the play. Hey. Yeah, man. You, you can, I, I'm a bad. You could have went over there, and he could have subdued him. He could have just, hey, grabbed him, you know. Hey, you took the risk hey, to go man. onto the field. He's proposing. It does, I, I will say. He's not I will doing anything no. Streaking is different than proposing. I will say. That is a solid message to not do that again. Thank you. So on that effect, I, I agree with it because I'm like, look, dude, you, you can't have this because if you just arrest him, then there is a chance that someone else will be like, oh, I'll go do that. Like, I'll go hop on I'll go hop on the field. What am I going to do? They're going to pay a fine and they won't let me, but who cares? Ooh. Go pay a fine. That that dude was like, you're going like, you want to do that? He's like, you want to be in a wedding in a brace? Yeah. I, I wonder did he keep. They, they didn't elope. <laughs> they didn't elope. He got time. He got time. So they, they definitely recovered the ring, but do you think he dropped the ring? Because oh. he. He has the like the ring. The, and the referee. Box. The referee the ring goes flying. The, the box umpire goes, flying. goes by and does this. He didn't have control. <laughs> he didn't have control. Oh yeah, man, he got destroyed. But the, she said yes. Yo, she better have. The, she, the girlfriend said yes. That's all that matters. Yeah. Now the question is: Did the girlfriend's parents are they like? Oh God, what are we? What are you marrying? Is this uh, an idiot hopped on the field with the entire hey, time? The marriage proposal is supposed to be something, you know, spontaneous. It's supposed to be something memorable. Great story. Yep. Uh, it does check all those boxes. It, I, yep. so I would go and, with not illegal for most of them. Uh, that's true. That, 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 I would go if I was a parent <laughs> and my daughter was marrying somebody. I'd be like, hey, was the proposal mostly legal? And they'd be like, no, mostly illegal. But you definitely want to ride or die, though. You want to ride yeah. or die. You want somebody that would drive the white Bronco for you, ultimately. You'd like to marry that person. I did not marry that person. My wife has already told me that she would turn me in. If I basically went home like OJ, need somebody to drive the white, she would not drive the white Bronco for yep. me. She is not ride or die. She would turn me in. <laughs> she's ride, she, just not die. No, no, no. She's already <laughs> said, like, no, you do something that crazy. That's not who I married. Yeah. I'm turning you in. So my wife would die. She wouldn't let you go on yeah. Bachelor, so oh, you're good. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you need, a, you need an AC in your life. Somebody. Exactly. Hopefully you marry that person that would drive the white Bronco. But uh, like I said, that's I, that's to me, that's a ride or die move. Like that means like, hey man, I'm gonna get arrested. I'm I'm I got I got Molly whopped out here, but I'm ride or die for you, girl. Yeah. That's yep. that's all I'll say. Oh, I'm, well, I'm a romantic though. Uh, there you go. I'm on I'm You was gonna propose on the bachelor. I was gonna propose on the bachelor. I was gonna have one of these. Yeah, moments. yeah, you were gonna have Most, Oh, you you would have got side tackled. <laughs> no, you better no, have no. great peripheral no, vision. Nah. Who's gonna tackle me on the show? Who's gonna, who's gonna now, be like, no? Now I might get slapped by the woman <laughs> in the finals when I propose to another woman. She's like, what? Get the hell off of this show. That could happen. Uh but no. Uh but yeah, there you go. So a lot of random um random headlines and a lot of storylines from Major League Baseball's opening day. I thought it was a success. I did, too. I thought it was and a success. And you, you, I know we're definitely we'll going to talk clock. about the we'll pitch to, clock. I promise we'll do And it. I thought that we'll was it, We'll do it next segment, actually. We'll do it next segment. We'll and just push talked, next segment. And I've talked to a couple of my buddies that have been in the game and for a long time, and there's a segment that I'm going to go over in the Hard Knocks life about the minor league pay wages as well. That's a huge, huge uh, hot topic button right now. But they were talking about – Man, we I don't know how I feel about this pitch clock stuff, but I will give you a stat next segment about stolen bases. What did Ooh, I tell you? Get into that. What did I tell you? I said it is going to go up. 
the stolen bases will be back, and the excitement of the game will happen. The lost art form. Exactly. They found it. They found it. They, found it. they, they were found like, it. we need stolen bases. We need a pitch clock. Hey, fair point here on the Specs text line. In defense, way too close to like uh, national shooting incidents and yep, stuff. Yep, yep. Said someone jumped down the field and drops a knee. Just don't know what that dude was trying to do. Exactly. Totally agree with that. And yeah, it's a, that's a great 100%. point. 100%. Unfortunately. That is a reality. One hundred percent. We can't just be. Yep. It can't just be fun loving and good natured. Because not like, anymore. Pe- pe- not anymore. People got a job hey, to do. Hey, it was fun loving watching that guy get tackled. Though. <laughs> it was funny though. No, it was. It funny. was funny. But that guy. That was a. I mean, it was a textbook tackle. He laid into him. Yeah. I mean, he really did. He put. I mean, it I was saw like, Phil Yates said somebody need to get him to a, a combine. <laughs> somebody needs to get I, him. In terms of football guy, that was a textbook tackle. Uh, but yeah, I'm Patrick. He's been holding that in. Now we need. Plus, to know. he's a Dodgers fan, so it's kind of funnier. He did have on a, yeah, he like did that. have on a Mookie Betts shirt. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little bit funnier if he's a Dodgers fan. Fair point. Uh, all right, we Craig back. Way don't think so. Uh, that is true. <laughs> all right, we come back. We'll get into uh, the pitch clock and the also we'll get into some of the other uh, storylines from all around the sports world. Dane Brugler now on the Bijan Robinson bandwagon for the Cowboys. We'll explain that too. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on One Four Nine The Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when we play jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. My man Patrick, who's in the know, lets you know how you can do it. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Aaron Stevens, and he is playing Sunday at Central Machine Works. Okay, there you go. All right. And if you miss any of these suggestions, go to hornfm.com. My man Patrick always puts, posts them up there for you so you can look cool in front of all your friends. Um, <laughs> like this texter who says, uh, Megan the Stallion is the best reason so far for not having a pitch clock. Well done. <laughs> we'll set that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Leads us right into our next discussion. Exactly. <laughs> the pitch clock, but uh, well set there. Well set. Um, okay. Let's get into this uh, the, the pitch clock a little bit because I saw that the average game duration um, for opening day, two hours and 45 minutes. Yep, yep. And I got to tell you, I think that's an overwhelming success just early on to get it under three hours. And I think, uh, I believe in spring training, they were able to trim about two, 25 minutes off. And they were at two hours and 35 minutes on average. Yep. So two hours and 45 minutes is still probably right around um, the expected time that they thought they could trim from each game just on average. And, you know, one of the things that we started looking at yesterday, and we were just looking at a few of the games, um, you had some high-scoring games. Yep. Uh, but those games, it, it seemed like the high-scoring games were the longer games which is, I think, a win. That's exactly what I think the formula, or at least the, the rule changes, and now with uh, all the the different, obviously, the restrictions now, I think all of that is to increase scoring. They want scoring to go up. But they also want the pace to increase. Right, they and want they, fans involved. They want pace to increase, yes, and they want to shorten the, the duration of the games, obviously. Um, but, yeah, if your games are going to be longer, as long as you got more runs and more points uh, being scored, 
scored, uh, I don't think people complain as much about the duration of the game being longer. No, because there's still a lot of activity that's going on. You got hit and runs. You got timeouts. You still have all these different things that are happening. So just here are some of the numbers from opening day. The average was two hours and 45 minutes, which Rod just mentioned. Last year's average was three hours in three minutes. So okay. you just you, you you trimmed it by twenty one minutes. Yeah. So okay, that's cool, whatever. And you and again, that just goes to show you that it wasn't that far off. So when you're saying you trim twenty one minutes off of it, and by the way, this has been happening in the minor leagues for the past couple seasons. So they're already a lot of these guys that are making their major league debut, this is nothing new to them. Those guys have been involved with this for a while, especially young pitchers. They've already done it. So there's so many things that have happened with it. So there was also 14 clock violations, eight by the pitcher. I like that. Four by the batter, one by a base runner, and the other one by a catcher. So here's one of the things that I looked at by the base runner. So – Pete Alonzo was taking too long to get from second base back to first base so the clock could start, Mm -hmm. right? So you're looking at it, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. He takes a little while to get back. By the time the guy steps into the batter's box, they've already assessed a strike to the batter. So it's also making everybody don't walk, run. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody always talks. Only thing you can control – is your hustle. Yep. So this is part of it to where it's like you're in charge of what you can do. Like we always tell people, control the things that you control can control. Control the controllables. Exactly. Your hustle, your effort, and your attitude are all three things that you can control. And that's what they're looking at. It's like, all right, hustle back. Hustle back. Hurry up and get back because now you're dealing with the pitch clock. So that was good for me to see and making everybody kind of speed up. But this is the biggest thing, and I've been talking about this for a long time, the lost art of the stolen base. There's been less stolen bases. There have been less hit and runs. There's been a lot of things that have changed in the game. There were 21 stolen bases yesterday in the major leagues, the most on an opening day since 1907. That's since crazy. 1907. So in 2022 – Wow. There were five stolen bases on opening day, just just strictly opening day. Five stolen bases on opening day. There were four caught stealing, and you had a success rate of 56%. This year, there were 21 stolen bases. There were two people that were caught stealing a 91% success rate. Nice. Bigger bases helping that a little bit? Bigger bases and the fact that they can only throw over two times. Yeah. So if you throw once they over, throw over twice, I know I got it. Right, I know I'm gone. So if you throw over twice, you can't waste those opportunities. And you throw over that third time, you have to get the guy out. Mm. You have to. If it has to be, I'm getting this guy out. So guys but, just can't take off. Yeah, you still got time to hold. And the you ball. have that cat and mouse game of exactly. just keep on throwing and over there and keep on throing over where there. Where the fans are booing, yeah. Remember, boo. I'm with you. I used to hate that too. I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Well, and when you're trying to get someone in the bullpen ready. Yep. And they're just like, don't yep. throw another pit. Like, we, we need you to go, like waste this time. Exactly. 
I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I think it's, like I said, I, I, I supported the rule change. I thought they were going to be great. All of them, not just the pitch clock one. I know there are some. You had Chipper Jones on uh, mm-hmm. doing your Harsh Knock Life, and um, he said that you know he liked, he loves the pitch clock idea. He didn't necessarily agree with all the other rule changes, but he did say something that I thought was really interesting um, that – he said all of these rule changes are designed to restore the game to its former state. Yeah. You just brought up the stat about stolen bases, which is a brilliant stat. So it's almost 100 years yeah. since they've almost been. Almost 100 right? years. They've that's been right. that active uh, stealing bases in Major League Baseball. Uh, and that's what he was talking about, that, that part of it, too. And I went and looked at it because he was talking about you know restoring it to its former state. And I was a little shocked to find out, man, there has basically been – a <laughs> there has been a theoretical pitch clock on the books since like 1901. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah, 100. percent Wasn't enforced. Right. It was like un, it because basically the National it's League an unwritten rule basically. Yeah, the National League and the American League adopted a mandate. Uh, the umpire shall call a ball, and the pitcher each time he delays the game by failing to deliver the ball to the batsman for longer than 20 seconds. Yep. More and then held. I mean in. Basically, the, the and I think in 2006 they made an amendment, actually, when the bases are occupied, the pitcher shall deliver the ball to the batter within 12 seconds after he receives the ball. Uh, so it is strange that he, he brought up that it's restoring the game to its former state. And, yeah, there was always – there's always been a push for a pitch clock. Yeah. It's like it's, – it's been – if you – the research that I've done, just a little bit of research – um, it's been something that basically baseball has been fighting over for a long, long time trying to speed up the pace of the game, to constantly speed up the pace of the game. The first uh, like uh, baseball mind, if you will, to, to really get serious about the, the pitch clock, to actually bring it like was um, Greenberg, uh, was uh, GM, uh, the, Cleveland, the Cleveland GM, Hank Greenberg. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and he was, he was a I, former major leaguer too. He was a yeah. former big time player. And he player was shouted too. down and kind of laughed at. And basically, uh, people kind of poo pooed the idea of a pitch clock. But in 1960, his friend and business partner, Bill Vec, owner of the White Sox at the time, mm-hmm. he debuted the exploding scoreboard. Yep. And the scoreboard had a hidden feature it had a pitch clock. They called it the pitcher meter. And this was in 1960. Yep. Um, and Bill they, Beck is also the one who had the um, disco at the ballpark where they were blowing up all the stuff. He was. He yep. was basically kind of a Barnum and Bailey. Yes, he, he was. He was a showman. Yes, he was. He was all about. Kamitsky Park. Yes, he was all about the show. Yep. Um, so, yes, he when the hand hit 20 seconds, he would, it would a siren would go off. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, sounds like it'd be pretty damn entertaining, actually. Um, but, yeah, so he, he they actually put up the, the pitcher meter. Uh, basically, but um, it, that was like his idea, but it whiffed, basically. That was his idea, uh, but it didn't really happen. Couldn't bring it to fruition, but he was really, really serious about it. But after that, the National Baseball Congress, um, they basically they oversee a lot of semi-pro leagues. And they decided in 1962 they were actually going to use an actual pitch clock in their semi-pro leagues. Yep. That really started to change the conversation. At least she gave them a sample size of teams that were actually doing it yep. at the at the lower levels. And in 1963, Major League Baseball enlarged the strike zone and to shorten games and lower offense. Um, and the pitch clock kind of basically spread to like the different leagues, the Texas League, I believe, at the time too. Mm-hmm. And it was Charlie Finley, A's owner, 
um, at the time, in 1965, I believe, he wanted the pitcher meter. And he actually was the first, I think, owner that took it really seriously. And he threw it up in some of his ballparks. Right. I mean, yeah. it's a, it, it, it's like an important three, aspect to yeah. it, man. There's a, a lot of aspects that go into this this situation strictly because of the the being able to really get into the ball game. Now guys walking around the mound, that that annoys me. I played for a guy that played I played with a guy that played in the big leagues for a very long time. His name was Kirk Reeder. He was a left-handed pitcher. He didn't walk around. As soon as he threw a pitch, the ball came back to him. He was back on the mound. He pitched a game in the big leagues that was two hours and 12 minutes. Two hours and 12 hmm. minutes because he pitched a lot of ground balls, he pitched a contact, and he made you stay engaged into the ball game. When I, when I was playing with him in the A-ball, I was like, this dude is working so fast that you don't have time to do any nonsense. And I loved it. I loved it. And he went on to pitch in the big leagues for a real long time, and he didn't overpower you. He wasn't one of those big arm guys that we were talking about, but he kept you engaged in the game. And that is what, going back to your point of the clock and how uh, uh, the dude tried to do it uh, for a long time, that's important. I know a lot of people don't understand that, but if you're playing defense, it gets really boring, especially when a guy is walking a lot of people. Right. Yeah. So if you're walking and then you walk around while you're trying to collect your thoughts, too much dilly dallying. It makes oh, it's way too much. Too much, too much dilly dallying. I did a game last year for for Flow Sports that it was five hours and forty two minutes of a baseball game. Yeah. There's not that much to talk about during that time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like agree. you're 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 searching for stories on, during that time. I agree. Yeah. And it was a nine-inning game. And nobody wants to listen to it exactly. or watch a game you're that's done. that long. You're like, man, what am I? You didn't already checked out if yeah. you're watching it online. So the research that I've done basically says this movement's been around forever. Yes. Uh, it just didn't have enough widespread support. There were just all of these um, different either exhibitionists or, you know, these really progressive minds, I yep, should say, in yep. baseball that wanted to pursue it like Charlie Finley did back in the day. Um, and pretty much by 1970, even after the year of the pitcher, they still considered it. It's it died then everybody pretty much stopped talking about pitch yeah. meters and pitch clocks but now obviously the resurgence of it and now it is official it is law the rule of law in major league baseball and i do think it's going to be an overwhelming success it's going to speed up the game I and agree. yeah the dilly dallying yeah there's done. not a lot of that I, i've been there's been dilly dallying in baseball since i've been watching it actually forever unfortunately forever i, I grew up with third dilly- baseman coming in to talk to the pitcher yeah. second baseman coming <laughs> hey let's have a group meeting out here yeah throw I, strikes and we'll be okay yeah i grew up with the dilly dallying culture in baseball and honestly i think a lot of uh, uh, i don't know athletes like myself grew up in that generation yeah. this generation of baseball fans are watching this type of baseball i think you know they're going to be much more uh, fixated on the the game and the pace of it too. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's actually something that's going to be tremendously uh, successful and beneficial as it relates to their ability to attract and lure younger fan bases because that's what they need to. That's do. exactly what they need. Young, yeah. and young people, come on. Let's be honest. Come on, they don't have attention spans. No, and none of us really do. Our brains have now adapted to the 
um, you know, the mobile phones and all the the microwave society that we live in. Um, our brains have adapted to it. That's why all of our attention spans now are shrinking considerably. It's totally different. Yeah, but, but the kids, especially, they. Yeah. I mean, that's why TikTok is built the way it is. Exactly. Twenty seconds. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty Twenty much seconds. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Keep it moving. Yeah, it's just it's just constant. Uh, you know, just just constant stimulation, pretty much, but yep. only in small bites and increments. Yep. And then it shifts to something new. Love it. And that's what baseballs, I think, you know, that's what they're going to come. All sports want to do it, though. College football is trying to shorten their games as well. They just proposed some new rules to shorten the game. The NFL is always trying to shorten their games. Yep. That's why now they do the picture-in-the-picture commercial breaks and stuff like that. Every sport now has to adapt to the newer generation, which ain't going to sit around for three hours and watch your game. Yeah. They don't want to do it, now, especially yeah. if it's boring. All right, uh, we'll come back. We'll got the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on one on the Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I like this jam. This is nice. 512 Friday, uh, playing jams from local bands and artists. Very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the live music capital of the world. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Bob Schneider. He's okay. playing Saturday at the Hill Country Galleria. Wow. It's a nice jam right there. I like it. All right. Yeah, my man, Patrick, always keeping you in the know when it comes to the local talent. If you miss any of the suggestions for 512 Friday, you can go uh, catch up with them on at the webpage at hornfm.com. All right. Uh, also, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. And you go check out all the great content up there for you uh, with the uh, the Flex crew, of course. Um, remember the uh, Wednesday Flex show. Uh, you can go check out the other uh, podcast of the Wednesday Flex show. Matter of fact, got a kinfolk uh, from my man Harge, Nico Hamilton That's was right. on with that group, and uh, they broke down a lot. Uh, he's actually uh, being recruited uh, by a few schools actually here yep. in the state of Texas. So he gives you the lowdown on that. Uh, was it was his father on air as well yeah tony was on, got there, on there too, too yeah, a little yeah. bit oh there you go uh, i was listening too i was like oh god they said we're gonna get tony on i'm like oh y'all think i'm wild y'all think i'm wild my my kinfolk is 100 me yeah uh so that was uh that's good stuff so go check that out they have that uh podcast up there for you uh, you can go check that out and uh yeah we did talk yesterday about speaking up lake travis um a former lake travis cavalier mm-hmm. um, but now a viper um. Yeah, uh, Jacob Henry, uh, yep. Mark Henry's son, is uh, switching over. They moved apparently uh, out there uh, to uh, that school district, and now he is a Vandergrift Viper. Um, all right, so uh, you can go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms, and go check out what the Flex crew has to offer there. Um, we will get into some Texas spring football discussion on the other side. We got some spring football nuggets to get into. Yesterday we heard from Sark. He did have a media availability after the uh, spring practice i believe it was their eighth spring practice uh of spring football so they're a little more than halfway through it we're close to the spring game i believe yeah, we're, we right? are we're just getting, we're almost two well two weeks two, away i was say yeah there you go so two hey, weeks from tomorrow two weeks because tomorrow. tomorrow is april 1st oh good point so it's the 15th oh man you know what i'm so glad i don't have to deal with human beings for april <laughs> fools 
I could just be. Uh, uh, you ain't heard yeah. Patrick say, no joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, well, just because I know. No, I know exactly what uh, you're talking I, about. I don't really care about April Fool's, but some people, they are really into April Fool's, and I'm just not. And I will forget about it. I want to be like, I won't pay attention to it. Yeah. And, and then, gonna, you're going to get on Twitter and be like, what? Exactly. What? Oh. Uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, and then that's in, it. In the sports world, it's big for some reason. Everybody wants to have a fake report yeah. about something. And I'm like, man, I got a job to do. So thank God I don't have to work. I don't do anything. So I don't have to worry about being fooled on April Fool's. Because oftentimes yeah. I am. Because um, I'll just I'll forget all about it. I got too much stuff well, going because on. Because that's not, you're a grown-up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not actually sitting there thinking about, oh, I'm going to see who I can trick today. <laughs> Because I'm a grown-up, and I want to look at grown-up things. Agreed. Like you know Megan the Stallion. Like Megan <laughs> the Stallion. BlueChew.com. <laughs> well, I love that Megan the Stallion automatically triggers a BlueChew.com. Hey. Sometimes Shout you don't out. even need BlueChew, but love you need it when you got to deal with Wait, Stallion. Did you say, did you say <laughs> but? You gotta deal with that. <laughs> yeah, well said. Well said there. Well said. No, I like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I believe with making the sound, you may not need the blue chew. Uh, oh yeah, you do. You do. Really? I'm telling you, even if you are that dude, <laughs> blue chew. Has something for you. Uh, if I was making the stallion, I would need something to decrease my libido. <laughs> I need something to. Hey, I'll be out of you. Something to come hey, and calm it's it a down. Hot girl summer coming up, dog. You gotta calm, be ready. You have to calm me down. <laughs> what decreases libido? What's the op- what's the opposite of blue chew? I need the anti. Is that like the chew. Matrix? Is there a red chew? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I would need if I was with uh, Megan the stallion. I would need. I love that. it. I uh, love or it. my beautiful wife. There it is. Yes, as well. There you go. Uh, anyway, stay uh, with that. <laughs> Great answer, my brother. <laughs> Too much making the sound you love. All right, we'll come back. We got Texas football uh, nuggets for spring football. Also, Texas baseball, big matchup coming up this weekend. Yeah. While we're off early, we got our man Hardball to help us break it down. We'll do that a little bit, too. Coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to fool down the horn. For Texas.